Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Hello, governor. <laughs> Welcome to the channel with Chastity and Brian. Glad to have the audience of lifelong enthusiasts. Hi guys, welcome to the Chastity and Brian show. Today we are going to cook some good food. We're going to make homemade flour tortillas with a pepper and onion kind of saute with it and shrimp with chili powder and a little chili flakes. Then we're gonna talk about stress. So I guess kind of like how it kind of fits together is this is my de-stressor is to cook. Yeah, well, so the, I likewise, for sure. You just, you're way better at it than I am, but I... I'm older, so I got more years. Not even skin. my, what? <laughs> older. Just a tiny bit yeah, older. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so, but for me, um, because I always had asthma and trouble like that, I have been cooking since I was nine. Like, I cooked my first turkey dinner alone at nine years old. Was that, like, your first thing you ever cooked? No, I probably, I baked with my mom. Okay. And I cooked with my mom, but never solely alone. And then <clears throat> I was like, I want to cook the turkey dinner. So that was it, like nine. And then, oh, the washing the turkey thing and pulling the... <laughs> That was a bit, gizzards out. That was a bit mm. much for me, but I did it totally by myself. Nine years old. So you were thrust into the cooking realm at because a very I age. I wanted to. I wanted to like it and gave you en- me. So you enjoyed it then? Oh yeah. Okay. It was like my choice. And then as we got older, we had really busy schedules with sports, so we were like eating super late. And my dad then made a rule: my brother had to cook two nights a week, and I had to cook two nights a week. Because two nights a week he was at hockey late and two mm. nights a week I was at figure skating late. So we had to cook and we weren't allowed, like there was like no hot dogs craft dinner. We had to cook meals. Like real deal meals. Yeah, like with, you know, and let's flashback like 80s, 90s is meals with like a protein, a starch right. and a vegetable sort of thing. Well, that's, yeah. I think that's a pretty good thing to get into at a young age. It sets you up to succeed later in life. If you go off to college or you're out on your own, yeah. you want these basic skills to be and able to do cook, something. And you can cook, right? Yeah. And so I kind of do the same thing with my kids, not as regular, but even my youngest. Yeah, but they knock we, it out of the park, When we dude. did this a couple of years ago, so Jules was like six. She made like omelets for everyone. I mean, I stayed in the kitchen because she was right, using the stove, yeah, yeah, of course. but she did it. The only thing that they, you know, at that age, her issue was is the timing. So like someone's omelet was cold and someone's got the oh, hot right. omelet. But I mean that, who cares? Yeah, I yeah. mean, microwave it Just, and it's pretty cool. That's right. The whole concept that at that age you can prepare a meal. That's insane. Right? That's wild. And then, you know, you, you can always eat good that's food. That's like parenting goals. It is. Um, it was just a way to get out of cooking. You must have felt home. proud, though. No, super proud, you know. And then, you know, a few years ago, I, I think Chloe was like seven, and they had to do a big project for school. And she was like, Mom, I want to cook something. And I was like, okay, well, you got to make your own recipe. Mm-hmm. So she, like, devised cutting up apples with cinnamon sugar and using a cake mix and mixing it together and making this you know, apple cinnamon spice cake. And I was like, that's pretty cool because she created it, right? Like, was it perfect? No, but I mean, it didn't have to be perfect. Totally. Right? It's the the concept that you're having um, 
the, the next generation getting into cooking, baking, and learning these essential skills. Yes. And then, oh man, there's so many times I've just been out in, in places where even as adults, there are individuals that haven't grasped that, that cooking as much. Oh, and, I, and it's a struggle. I've seen it, man. And I, I and, and I would love to bridge that gap. Me too. I've had kids at my house who were, you know, 15, 16, 17 age group. And, you know, asking me if I was going to make them cheese toast. I was right. like, what? Right, right, cheese right. toast. How do you make it? Toast the toast, put the cheese on it. Done. <laughs> yeah. Well, can you show me? Oh. Sometimes I have to stay, take a step back and put myself right. in that. Right. And everybody doesn't have that same learning <laughs> yeah. curve. So, I mean, if you have an opportunity to teach your kids how to cook, super important. But there's so many cooking classes now for kids. I mean, I personally used to run them for kids, but every community has these. Like, this is a really cool it's thing to sign. It's part of the Japanese school curriculum. Oh, I didn't know that. Like, young. They're sitting there chopping vegetables. See, and That's in awesome. BC, you only have to take home ec for, I believe, it's six weeks in grade eight. Mm-hmm. So, it's not enough to give you a skill right. set. So, I mean, if if you have kids, look on your rec- recreate, <laughs> recreation website and see if there's, like, any community classes. Yeah, yeah. Because what a great thing. So, on that, I'm going to get started. So, these All right. flour tortillas, that's what we're going to start with. And uh, the flour tortillas are super easy. So, what I've done is I've already put two cups of flour in the mixer. Now you can make this by hand or you can use a dough a dough hook. Any special flour? Just regular? I just use basic flour. Okay. And I did that just because I know it's accessible mm-hmm. and I want our recipes to be universal. Universal and excessive. Accessible. <laughs> I'm having a language <laughs> barrier today. So I'm going to put about a half a teaspoon of baking powder. A full teaspoon of salt. Now, the tortillas and the salt, you really can't skip out on the salt. You show, really Show me that. There you go. A little mitful. So you really need the salt in there. And then a flavorless um, vegetable oil. So it could be canola oil. It could be some other... I can't even think of any oil names. Well, there's olive oil. Uh, olive, olive oil is a little bit too strong in flavor. Mm-hmm. So you want to pick something that's, that's a little neutral, like, like a the canola or the grape seed, something that's more neutral. And then we are going to turn it on, and then we're going to add up to two-thirds of a cup of warm water. Ooh. So this is basically going to just mix as we go, and you're going to see it come together. I'm just going to leave it mixing. So while that's mixing, I am going to start the um, the first vegetable medley. Now, I'm literally, again, using things out of my fridge because I really wanted to show what, we ha- what you can make. So we're going to just do some onions, and I'm going to quick, like a big dice. I don't want them small. I'm going to add olive oil in here. That's my oil of choice. So if you wanted to use olive oil in here, you may, you probably could, but you want to go with the extra virgin, something that has a more clear color, not too bright. I don't mind the flavor, to be honest. I yeah, so it I all depends like it. on you, on what you want. So we're going to add the onions into the oil. We're just going to chop up the peppers. Nice. And I'm going to do this next one, too. So 
I mean, if you guys, if you don't like peppers, don't put peppers on it. I mean, this is honestly, you can put on it what you, what your food, your flavor preference is. If you have picky kids or whatever, maybe you don't do these same flavors. Peppers are pretty, pretty easy sell though. My kids, two of three kids like the peppers. So that's just going to start to cook. Now, if you can see the dough, and you can kind of see it moving around the hook there, it's it's now grouped around the hook. So it's kind of making a ball around the hook, and that's what you're looking for. Now, again, like I said, you can knead this yourself, but, I mean, sometimes kneading yourself isn't, like... You have technology, right? The most fun. Well, it, it, it could be exhausting. or But if you're really stressed, and since we're talking about stress... If you're really stressed, you could need yourself. And sure. why not? Brian, since you have that camera, when I cook my tortillas, can I go back here? We can do whatever you want. Okay, See, I'm not going to cook the pan. them. Look I'm not going to cook them yet, but I'm going to turn the pan on. Then we're going to have like better. So you'll let this go for about five minutes, but you can see how it's kind of, you know, sticky. Uh, and then what you need to do is just cover it up with a saran wrap and just let it rest so i was up this morning and i made one to let rest so this is what you have this really soft easy nice dough so for those that may not really grasp what resting does what does the resting process do for it, the dough it allows that the gluten to relax which means which, in layman's terms well i don't really know what it means <laughs> it just creates that elasticity and it will that that allows you if you're making pizza dough it allows you to press it out and yeah. make the flat pizza dough That's right. if you don't let it rest then you can't flatten or every time you push out to the fullest extent of the dough, it'll just retract, retract, retract. So resting is uh, very important to do. So this piece of dough will go into about 10, 10 tortillas or 12. So you're just going to keep cutting it. In, I, I think this is about golf ball size. That's what, okay. that's what I've done previously. About like quarter cup size. -ish. So we're going to, I'm going to have multiple things going just so we. Well, so this is the real, this is how you really do it. This is, this is. This really, is unedited. This is unedited. <laughs> this, we are going. <laughs> going the distance. We're going the distance. I like this device. When I seen it, I was like, come on. This is cool. Okay. So this is the tortilla press. So that's what you're going to put it in. Ooh. But you also do need to roll it out first. So I'm going to put it between parchment paper. The reason is, is the, this kind of like flakes off whatever type of metal this is. Some of it oh, com comes off. So, I, so you want a barrier. I just want a barrier. And then it doesn't stick. I gotcha. So I'm just going to roll it out. And I roll it because it can get a little thinner than... It does without the rolling. She's this little wee rolling pin. So these are from France. <laughs> this is the rolling pin they use, and it's a French rolling pin, and you can see like it's thicker in the center, and then it tapers. So when you roll, it's even. You know what it's good for? Your kid's being a knucklehead. Don't. <laughs> no. We do not beat children. Up. No. So we're putting it, the rolled out tortilla in there. 
and then we're just pressing it down and you're going to press it down a few times and there you get like this nice oh voila flat tortilla primo okay so i'm going to make a few of them sweet and while we're doing that we also have our vegetables cooking away here I didn't add any seasoning to it yet. I just have olive oil in there. My kids really <laughs> like these little rolling pins, but I like my big rolling pins. Well, depending on what you're doing, right? Because yeah, a big one might it just get up in your more, space. That's why I did the littler one, is just for space. Tortilla press. Where'd you get this? Mexico. Of course you did. Why wouldn't you? So some people, when they go to Mexico, again, like, look at these. These are, like, ah. so good. So the other thing is, is while I'm doing this, these are getting a chance to rest also before I cook it. Gotcha. Um, so some people bring, like, gotcha. alcohol back from Mexico. Or I bring, cigars. No, for me, it's all about the, you know, cooking devices Actually, when, funny you should say that. I got a pan in Costa Rica. It was off of a street vendor. And oh, I have some cool ones. It's it's not particularly the greatest pan, but I wanted, I don't know. It's I authentic. just like it. Yeah, it is. And like in, in Mexico, you'll have guys who are making like copper bowls and stuff. Yeah, that's and cool. And they're selling it on the street corner. And it's like, oh, that's so cool. There they are just selling them. I want to do a, I need to do... At least one more. Starting to smell delicious up in here. Yeah, we really got to get on that smell-o-vision. <laughs> smell-o-vision technology. So I told the kids I was making this. They're like, well, are you guys eating them all? <laughs> yes. I was like, yeah. All of them. Totally. We're going to eat every single one, one of them. <laughs> they were like, oh. So my kids love these. This took taco night to, like, next level. Uh, I'd say. And even my sister's kids like them. And my sister's kids are, like, picky. When You, you know what passed uh, past the test when you get a picky eater and, and it's an approval? Right, and they enjoy it. Okay, so I have that done. I'm going to move some things out of the way. I have this pan heating up. See the little marks it makes on it? I don't know what kind of metal it is, but it kind of makes marks everywhere. Mmm. Oh, yeah. See what I mean? Okay, yeah. I'm going to just cook the shrimp before I do that. Before we move. Gotcha. So cook down the shrimp. So we have our onions and peppers are, you know, smelling pretty good. You can cook them less or more, depending on what you like. I'm going to just put them in a bowl to the side. It's got really nice color, too. That's the other thing. So you've sweat them. Is what we so call I just... probably would saute them a little longer at home. Mm -hmm. But I for the time, you know, to show the speed of the recipe. So just like a translucent uh, kind of cook on there. 
Yeah. Oh, Don't God. they? And they smell so good. Oh, like they yeah. really do. So I, again, like mm. you can really be uh, money conscious with these recipes. So when I went to get the shrimp for this, I just bought frozen prawns or whatever, but they were buy one, get one free. Oh, nice. So that's a score. So I have chili powder. Pow, chili pow, pow, chili And I'm going to put the chili powder on them. So chili powder is like one of the ingredients in like the taco seasoning. So you could use taco seasoning or you can kind of make your own right. taco seasoning. And then I have garlic powder. Slam dunk. And then I have red chili flakes. I won't put a lot, but you could, I mean, depending on what you like for heat, you could add less or more. Or if you don't have those, cayenne pepper in a very small amount would, would achieve the same effect. Yes. Any tips on cooking shrimp? Oh, these are, these are so fast. Now, I was originally going to make, this is what the shrimp looks like so far. So originally I was going to make bang bang shrimp. Right. So bang bang shrimp is just, you take the shrimp, you mix cornstarch, salt and pepper together, coat it, dust the extra coating, and fry it. And literally they take like two minutes. So you don't shoot them? No. Oh, bang okay. bang your did. <laughs> They're so good though, but then just in the interest of like too many things plugged in. Right. That's why we're doing this. Makes sense. So then also I have um, just a coleslaw mix from my fridge. So I'm doing this kind of for the extra mm -hmm. crunch, but I'm mixing it up. So this is sweet chili sauce mixed with lemon juice. Sweet chili sauce. So I am sauce. going to put that on there. Ooh. And it's all about, we talked about this last week, it's all about building the flavor profile. Like you have the sweet and the salty and the spicy, and it just keep building that flavor. It's, it's definitely the difference between like boxed foods and homemade foods is you get those flavor tears. But so easy. Like, so this has kind of got like an Asian inspired slaw done. I like that. That's easy. Like I didn't. That's cool. Not too much time spent on it. So yeah. that's done. So what I've got here now, I'm sort of like building up our components that we were going to use on our tacos. So we have a starting guacamole. To, it's starting to smell taco-ian. <laughs> I'm just using a packaged guacamole, but of course you can make your own. It's super easy. Then we have our coleslaw mix. I have just shredded cheddar cheese. We have uh, the peppers and onions. We have the shrimp cooking. And now we are going to flip over to this other pan and do the tortillas. Okay. Is it... Uh... We're good to go. So the tortilla pan, I've got over medium-high heat, and I've, I'm letting it heat up. The key is you want it to have it really warm. So then we're going to take our tortilla that we've pressed out and put it on the pan. If you don't have it warm enough, it doesn't puff as well. So the key is we want it to pop up. Now, everyone that I made with the kids, see my pan might not be hot enough. With the kids, when the kids made them, they didn't puff. But at the same time, it's not like they had less flavor. So... Right. I mean, I know that's the goal, and I probably should have had this a tiny bit hotter. Puff Daddy. And it doesn't take long. And then we have this cool little tortilla Ooh. holder. 
Look the at lid, that. Keep it nice and warm. You have all the cool gadgets. So this one's not going to puff. I didn't have it hot enough. Dang. Oh, well, this is this is how it goes sometimes. You, you really just. And that's go the, I think that's the big thing that we wanted to show is that you're this is how cooking is like when you cook it at home, it doesn't always turn out TV perfect. I think the idea is to get good at rolling with the punches. Any I've actually heard this about carpenters. It's not that they're always precise. It's they know how to kind of make things blend together. That's right. the art of good carpentry. Right. So I guess cooking on the fly, knowing basic principles, cook times, the yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, and then you can... You get can, yourself out of a bind. You can get yourself out of a bind. This one's going to be my hassle, though. I'm going to just turn it up a bit hotter. So our... Yeah, sorry, I made you flip and you didn't need to flip. Our shrimp are cooking away here. Again, we're using this little small burner to the side. It does not get as hot as a gas stove. So if you are operating on a gas stove, like Look out. you're going to have to be there. And the same when I cook the tortillas at home, it's on a gas stove. It's just a whole different ballgame. Right. So what are you looking for for a finish? So they turn opaque. Okay. So when you put the shrimp in, you can kind of, they're translucent. You can see through them. Mm -hmm. And when they're cooked, they're opaque, whitey pink. And you can't see through them. Good so tip. They are just going to take a few more minutes. I guess that's the. Oh, I got a little bubble. A little bubble. Oh, puff daddy. So when I cook these at home, like I said, I cook them on a, I cook them on a gas stove. Right. So they puffed up totally different, but it's getting to the right temperature now because there's some small puffs. So it's like a little little pocket. It does create like a little pocket and that it's kind of interesting. If you rip it, you can see all the layers. Oh, cool. Inside. Inside. My kids just really like these. So bring it up to temp and uh, make and sure. It, it's kind of like pancakes. Right. You know, like, you know, your first bunch of pancakes you put on, they don't turn out the way you, you want. Knock out your pancake. That's what we used to call the first song when we perform. It's like the. You get all the nervousness out, all the out of tune notes. And there's my pancake. The first pancake <laughs> is lame. Okay, this one's better temperature. But yeah, it's a big difference, man, when you're cooking on the on the electric stovetop. And for what it's worth, I think most people will be on these types of devices. And I, so I think that's a good a good thing to watch because if you are watching cooking shows on TV right. and they have like high-end kitchens and high-end appliances and then you go and try to make that at home, you're going, that didn't, that took longer. Yeah. It's, and it yeah. can be kind of disturbing and you're kind of frustrated. Yeah. Going like, what did I do wrong? And it's not, it's not anything that you did wrong. It's just a different kind of heat. It's a different uh, way to cook things. So getting accustomed to using electric stoves, tops, microwaves, this sort of thing is what's going to be in the wild. in your home. Right. Right? Like that's what you need to... And if you do cook at home at lots, you'll get used to whatever your appliances are like. Oh, yeah. Because this was my stove from home. So that's what I cooked on. Most most uh, recipes you get, treat them as uh, guidelines. I agree. The only time you can't really do that is if you're doing baked goods. Right. You have to it's be more, more precise. So we'll just keep going here. These are coming along. 
got a couple more tortillas to make and then Brian I'll make you this amazing taco taco amazing taco, taco town. Do you guys, are you guys taco people like do you do to the taco Tuesdays I love these rhetorical questions and all but not necessary of course this is standard right tacos are like my kids I think kids, ubiquitously amazing I think all kids like them hey I've it's very I can't think of one that I've run into that hasn't liked tacos tacos are pretty slam dunk because you can customize what you put into it and if they're picky eaters it's easy to kind of mold around that I got these cool at the grocery store one time there was these little dishes on sale they were like a dollar and they're like little divided dishes so I was able to like do the taco oh, and cool. put the cheese and the right. lettuce and everything at, at each person's plate. And that's something we've talked about before. To get them introduced to new uh, food items, it's a good idea to let them build it. They're more likely to eat the food if they had constructed it themselves. Not not in yeah. all cases. No, but, that's true, right? But sometimes that interactive or Or over time, like if they, you know, a few times you let them do it, then all of a sudden they're like into it. Look at those. They're, Look at those. They're going to taste so good. So good. Looking good. Smelling good. So as you're doing this, I'm observing the layers of stress melting away. <laughs> it just melts away. By the it second. melts away. So I am going to make a couple tacos here now as those cook, just so you can see how we do it. The assembly process. The assembly. So I am going to put some guacamole on the bottom. Again, like you put your flavor profiles that you like. That one's got a nice little puff in it. That one's got some more puff. Can I steal a plate from over there? I'm actually going to do this because otherwise I'm going to have a mess. Disaster. I'm gonna add a few shrimp. It just this smells so good. My mouth is like <laughs> some of the uh, sweet chili coleslaw. A little cheese. I know that the cheese, this is not traditional Mexican cheese. Like you would use like queso fresco or something like that. But I mean, I'm making it for my household. That's literally like. Spanish for fresh cheese. Yeah, but that's like a goat. It's usually a goat's milk cheese. Right. And you can buy it in the grocery store. Oh, man. As that. At the uh, supermercado. Okay. Some runaways. Okay, there is the tacos. Oh, delightful. Okay, so Brian, here's the thing. You're going to eat those tacos today, and there's no way to be polite with the tacos. <laughs> I apologize in advance. All right, so this is the challenge I have, is learning to eat small bites. You can't really do that with this, though. So. I've been getting the napkin ready. It's kind of the sloppy joe. The sloppy taco. There's like a... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Everybody ready? Let's see if he can do it, Nama. It's gonna be messy. We it's it's like street food kind of amazingness. There's no way to eat it nice. 
dying. It's amazing. It's so I've, good. It's so good, it's hey? It's absolutely awesome. You know what really I like about it is it doesn't have those, uh, like you seasoned it perfectly. It's not overbearing because sometimes with those seasonings, they can get a bit salty. Yes. So if you, you notice, I didn't, the only part I added salt to, um, I'm a really messy taco eater. I'm leaving. Hey, I, I had to do it. I'm eating. Step up. <laughs> but I, I did. Come on. I'm so messy. Here we are. And I don't like peppers. Listen, taco cheers. Taco cheers. Thanks, Joss. Okay. <laughs> I apologize. Wait, look, censored. No, <laughs> That's good. Today, we're eating tacos. That's really good. Mm. I'm going to take a second bite. Amazing. I even mm -hmm. blew a shrimp piece. That's good. Really good. So, oh. there you go. Simple, quick, um, cost-effective, and better than restaurant flavor profile. Like, for sure. That was pretty tasty, right? Without without question. That, that was absolutely awesome. So, so and again, it, it didn't really take that long to make. The longest part of this process is making the dough. Um, so obviously I did the TV thing there and had it resting. Mm -hmm. But you can make this and say you made it in the morning, you could leave it in the fridge and just bring it back up to room temperature before you go and make your... I think you can also, if you have access to it, use corn flour, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but the recipe is a little different. Mm, okay, okay. So okay. your proportions of liquids and things like that I see. are a little bit different. So, yeah. So, yeah, let's talk stress. Stress. So That's... now everybody knows this is my de-stressor. One of them. One of them. That's in my toolkit for de-stressing. But kind of like the question is, how do you know if you're stressed? Because a lot of people don't know. And there's so many things that you... There's some things that you can find out about yourself um, to figure it out. First off, does everyone annoy you? Yes, does everyone annoy you? Uh, one of the ones that I come to know that's a good one is if you actually listen to your body for a moment, you say, am I breathing quickly? Right. You is know? your heart rate different? Yeah. Is your breath different? You know, are you, do you feel like you're more on edge? Right. You know, is something that normally wouldn't be irritating now irritating right um for me and a lot of people you can get cold sores or canker sores mm -hmm. that's a big one for me an outbreak or... uh any outbreak in acne or constant like stomach aches yeah um that's a big one Eating. lots of headaches or just always feeling like super tired. Mm -hmm. So those are some ways to know that you are stressed. And and you should become like in tune with that as much as you can so that when you want to do something about it, you have to kind of know the signs of what's happening to right. you. So it's very important to listen to yourself or observe for maybe one second how someone might be perceiving you in that moment. Right. It's like, wow, they're looking at me funny and it doesn't look inviting. It doesn't. Is it that. me? And then the other thing is if you don't notice the symptoms in your body, of the stress, you might notice some of the unhealthy coping mechanisms mm. you have. So some of those could be socially withdrawn. Like you, you don't want to go to the birthday party. You don't want to go for lunch with your right. friend. You're just like, no, I'm, I don't want to, or you're oversleeping mm. uh, or mm -hmm. you have mm -hmm. really bad insomnia 
or you're really drawn to eating uh, sweets or fatty food. You could be like mindlessly surfing the web or watching TV. And when I say that, I mean like five hours pass and you're like, holy right. crap, it's like four in the morning, yeah. I have to work in the morning. And, and, and you're and just- some, some, some of these, just, just to be fair, some of these are medically uh, linked, like there is reasons as to why you might have some of the symptoms, but on the regular, if you have these um, s- signs or symptoms, they're, they're, uh, they're recognizable and you can do something. And then, about well, them. and that's the thing is, Um, you might need to see a doctor or talk to a counselor, but at least these are the symptoms to show you like, okay, something's going on. Uh, It could be also using a medication to relax. So instead of going to sleep, you need, it could be an opioid, it could be a Mm -hmm. sleeping pill, and you're relying on that. Okay, there's probably a bigger problem that you need to dig into if you need to rely on those things. Um, If you're a smoker, you're excessively smoking, or you're excessively drinking. So I have to have a few drinks so I can relax at Mm -hmm. night. So Mm -hmm. if you do consume alcohol, you shouldn't use it as a tool to relax or cope, cope, (laughs) right? Like it's not, that's not a healthy use or arguing. So in your relationships, if you notice you're having outbursts or you're getting angry at people, Okay, these are unhealthy coping. These are like red flags, like, whoa, what what am I doing? And we've talked about it lots, about the things that you can do to deal with stress. Obviously, one is cooking. Um, Another huge one is be physical. So when you do physical activity, you get good endorphins in your body and you feel better. Um, That's like the Legally Blonde from years ago that was that was the way the reason that the one girl didn't commit the murder right because she exercised all the <laughs> and she had the endorphins <laughs> yeah so you could go for a walk you could dance walk your dog or if you don't have a dog borrow your friend's dog or a neighbor's dog because sure. somebody's dog always needs walked really or, or babysit babysit take the stairs instead of the elevator um go to a workout class And the other thing is, is make sure you're building and maintaining your relationships. So when you're stressed and depressed or either or, you tend to isolate. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm guilty of it. Mm -hmm. It's like I go from chatty to like, ooh, silent. (laughs) (laughs) Radio silent. Nothing coming. So force yourself. Maybe you need to schedule, you know, a cooking class or a book club or lunch with a friend. So if you add those things into your schedule, you'll force yourself to kind of de-stress and enjoy yourself. And the more enjoyable times you have, then in turn, the less stressed you are. And the the concept of having that structure of planning and scheduling is is a wonderful thing that can really help. Because sometimes when, when you're feeling stressed, it's a feeling of being out of control. So you're kind of just holding on for the ride of the yes. feeling that you're getting. So having some sort of planned or scheduled structure or, gives you something to look especially, forward to. Especially for me, I plan things and it's now I feel obligated. So right. I'm not letting the other person down. So I'm not thinking, okay, I'm going to this because it's going to help my stress in my mind. It's like, oh, I'm right. obligated to do it. So right. then you do it. And in turn, you naturally become less stressed. So so it's a good tip to plan these things. Schedule totally. Them and just... Totally. And then the other thing is really just changing your attitude. And we've talked about this a thousand times, mm-hmm. but because... 
because stress is so prevalent, I think it's important to just, you know, hit it home and keep talking about it is think positive, say positive things instead of saying like, oh, today's going to be a bad day. Wake up and say today's going to be a good day. Today is the first good day. My day. Today, I own the day. Yes. Right? Yes. And, and own it. Um, start flipping the script. So if they're, you know, like I was late getting this project done. Oh, I was late getting the project done, but I actually highlighted these areas that maybe I wouldn't have had I not spent the extra time. Change it. Find the good in things. Right. Uh, and then another one, which might sound weird, is maybe like set a time frame to worry. So... If you are an overthinker and a warrior, that's me. That's my thing. Okay, mm-hmm. I got five minutes. I can stress about it for five minutes, but in five minutes, I need to go teach a class, go to a class, I volunteer. I this tip. I thought it was like, pretty handy because I, I hadn't really thought of uh, putting a time limit on what you can stress out about, but I think it's a brilliant uh, strategy to at least limit the amount of exposure your body has to that type of stress because it starts doing havoc in your right. body. Right. So and in five minutes, I am going to be done stressing and I am going to write a That's list cool. of the things I'm thankful for. That's pretty and awesome. And just flip that in your head, I right? I like that. I like that. And always avoid perfectionism because if your goal is to be perfect, you won't ever succeed, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's always areas for people to improve. 100%. So get rid of the perfectionism mentality and that takes a big load off your shoulders. You know, you just, I did the best I could do. Like, for example, talk about the tortillas. I was using the electric stove. They didn't puff the same that they did on the gas stove because the heat was different. Right. But they're still fine. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, no, they didn't come out perfectly the way that I wanted it to be shown. But I mean, they're still, this is real and they're not perfect. So then it's super important to like develop that toolkit to help you de-stress. So we've talked about all the things you can do to de-stress, but what's the tool, like what's in your toolkit to actually make that change? And if you build that toolkit up, like, and we've talked about Mm -hmm. it, healthy venting. So having that person you can phone, get the vent over with, move on. It's the same as setting the timer. I'm done overthinking. Maybe even like a little egg timer. Right? I'm done. It's done. Let it go. It's gone. When you go for a walk, maybe walk in a setting that's really serene or something that creates real off awe factor for you, right. whether it's the trees right. or along the river or at the ocean, like depending where you live. Something scenic. Something that makes you go, oh, wow, isn't that nice? Or at sunset or sunrise. Yeah. Um, do meditation for start at like one or two minutes. Now, meditation can be hard, especially for overthinkers. That's a hard one for me because I, I would try to do the meditation and then I would be like, oh. I'm still stressing out about something. So I ended up going, turning to YouTube and using guided meditations. Mm. So you have this voice to listen to and it just teaches you how to chill. Any favorite ones that you like? Mm, There's so many. Dr. Mm. Joe Dispenza does a lot. And then there's Jason Stevenson does a lot. There's like, there's thousands. Cool. So, I mean, if you just, type in guided meditations and then you can see like some of them are like five minutes, 10 minutes, an hour. Mm -hmm. So then you can pick what you have time for. So that's my go-to when I go to bed now, because I can't just fall asleep or I don't just fall asleep. I like rehash my day Mm -hmm. and then I rehash 
what's coming. Right. So now I go to this guided meditation, put my headphones in, listen to the guided meditation and fall asleep. It's and a good tip. It, I mean, it works, right? Yeah. I mean, you can also do sleep stories or whatever works for you. But the guided meditations do a lot of affirmations and they do a lot of positive talk. Right. So that's helping set that kind of mindset. Right. B building the framework of your future. Right. Yeah. Just changing things up. Because you got to will it into existence. You right? have to will it into you existence. Have to do that. Um, then there's self Reiki. So if you don't know what Reiki is, it's a Japanese technique for stress reduction, mm -hmm. um, and it's for real relaxation and it promotes self healing. So I have done my Reiki courses and I'm a Reiki master. Reiki master. I am in the presence of a Reiki master. A Reiki master. Actually, and in saying that, I had a friend call last night. So I learned how to do Reiki and visualization, and then there's something called distance healing. Mm. So that's where somebody isn't with you, but you talk them through something and you help them to feel this positive energy. So I had someone call me last night and I did the, I did distance Reiki with them for about 20 minutes. So according to them, they felt mm -hmm. much better. So I am not doing Reiki to them. I'm helping their own body heal right. with like the words I'm saying and all what's happening. That's so amazing. It's pretty cool. That's amazing. So that's a, that's a good tool to use and again you can go to youtube you can find a guided reiki meditation right and it will tell you what oh, to do cool. so it's pretty simple um interacting with animals so if you're stressed play with a puppy yeah oh yeah <laughs> right or, or a cat or a ferret right. or whatever whatever you it is to. and you like you just feel or man look at puppy photos like on the internet <laughs> The, the crazy things that kittens and that's true a hundred percent the wife and I always uh, are texting each other memes of animals right and uh -huh. you laugh or you smile and there's nothing around it watch comedy be selective in the comedy you watch because some comedy can be negative right so laugh and if you laugh like literally the weight is like lifting the negative energy. Nothing a good old rom-com can't fix. Right? Just, <laughs> um, again, keep the contact with your friends and your people. Write in a journal. Get into a routine that makes you feel good. So maybe it's like a cup of tea at bedtime or lemon water and a bath with essential oils. Like, keep that routine. So even when your day is bad, mm. go to the feel-good routine. And all of a sudden, you'll feel much better. Something that um, I've worked on actively over the years was... What do I appear to the outside person in terms of my facial expression? And I try my best. I don't always get it, but I, right. I, I make a conscious effort to remind myself, if someone's looking at me right now, what are they seeing? Because they might interpret something that I'm not feeling. So if I'm sitting in there going, and, and I just kind of smile a little bit, at least it's inviting, You're inviting some sort of a, a positive energy directed towards right. me even if i'm not feeling so great but it's just at least a way out well you know? and I, the, that's the other thing is like when you walk down the street and someone who walks past you even if you don't know them you can say hello smile say hello and seriously your energy and your mood is going to feel different 100 you don't have to wait for someone else no, to no, engage it's, you it's 100 true I, anytime it's happened to me uh and, and i find it's a little more far and few between in the big city, but I like especially when it happens in the big city. Right. Because it's a little extra special. There's so many people, and sometimes uh, 
everyone's in the humdrum of their life that they don't really stop to think about how powerful that small gesture of an interaction can be with just a smile or just a well hello. and that's the there's a few commercials lately and i've seen them there's this cadbury commercial and this girl gets on the bus and she's crying and the little boy sees she's crying and he opens his chocolate bar and he gives her a piece. <laughs> now, in most cases, like you're not going to take candy from a stranger, right. clearly. <laughs> but it's the point that a gesture was right. made. Like, are you okay? Right. And if it's your friend and you actually make that contact with right. their arm, you have opened that door. Like, yes. meaning asking a question like, are you okay? That's different than saying, how are you today? And walking past. Right. Because you stopped, you took a breath, you asked. So when you see someone in that kind of destitute look on their face stop and ask them maybe they're just super stressed and you could like lift you, that you would actually be surprised of what you could have potentially diffused you never just, know just by that so you never know you know keep that in mind just 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 imagine you're a, a, a superhero with an invisible cape that can right. uh, help people with a smile with and a, a smile. hello yeah it's just that simple someone's life like that sounds like a commercial i know that's our new <laughs> commercial <laughs> We are superheroes. The other tip that I would uh, add to this as a corollary, I would say try to keep text messages to people as neutral as possible in terms of interpretation because we read text messages with <laughs> our own emotion in Isn't between. Isn't that the truth, right? So the narrative's like, oh, are you upset? But, uh, you know, that's not really the intention. So it's important to... Have a little bit of a moment to say, all right, how might this person interpret this, right? So the other thing to avoid that, though, is by adding friendly emojis in. Like friendly if, emojis, yeah. That's if you're yeah, not yeah, intending yeah. to sound, like, yeah. cranky to someone, and you think that person has the tendency to read everything, and it's like, oh, well, they're pissy today, right. then put in some right. cute emojis. Like a little extra to suggest what your true emotion is. Right, like yeah, because something. people can't read it. Sure, right, right, right. It's like a little punctuation on your emotion. So every once in a while, my youngest, she sends me emojis. It's usually the red-faced emoji that's mad and has like the... Jake <laughs> <laughs> <Dang> Wow. <laughs> I guess Jules is mad at me today. <laughs> It's very clear. And then a little while later, she sends me hearts. Oh, so it's pretty clear. She, you know, it's she, not even words anymore. It's just pictures. She's now, she's now over. Why ever she's mad? We'll just talk in flashcards next. It's true though, because people read things the wrong way. And yeah, that, and that's kind of my point about it. Is I've been guilty of it for many years too. It was like I, uh, I really don't know if you're upset or. And then you kind of interact with the person in, in reality, and you're like, oh, that's not really not what they meant at all. It's Why like, did Whoa. I think they were mad yeah, at me? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So to avoid overthinking these things, uh, be conscious of that neutrality in, in a text message as much as you can. You're not going to get it all the time, or it can be solved with a simple phone call. I mean, the inflections of your voice are going to direct your emotions right away. Or, totally. uh, or go for a coffee with that individual or a simple conversation face-to-face. -face. You're going to establish that connection and diffuse something that would go way off the rails that wasn't intended. Oh, man, yeah. I can't say how many times a, a simple conversation cures things. Oh, totally. So you just call. It's like, oh, okay, so you're not mad. All right, we're good. Let's go. Like, Let's just move on to the next yeah. thing. So I think like Brian and I obviously were into the food and the food's a big thing, but also like just making yourself feel good and not being so stressed all the time. And just like everyone else out there and everyone watching this, we both experienced that. I mm -hmm. mean, 
I I stress in real like in real time. Yes. There's days that I do the radio silent. So these are tips that are tried and tested. But I feel like we actively do these things, especially even with each other. Like if I know you're radio silent, I'll hunt and peck like carefully. Little messages like, here. Hey, and there. just here kind of thing. Right. And and you're just leaving out a lifeline. And sometimes that can go a little bit of a ways to get someone. Yeah. Out of that. So when we talk about this stuff, it's because we actually yes, do it. 100%. We are yes. actively living this life and doing it and trying to keep ourselves above water and keep ourselves in positive mindset. And that's why we advocate for it. 100 percent. No, it was, it was a great list of tips and how to uh, jar yourself out of some of those negative moments. But, dude, 10,000% on the tacos today. Yeah, was... so go and make some tortillas, man. Yes, make them and uh, send us photos of them. Leave them in the comments. Kind oh, of interact with yeah, us. I would know. totally love to see uh, some see, feedback on the tacos. Or, or your variations. I, I love that kind of stuff. So, please, uh, you know, I invite the conversation to the whole entire world. Well, come on, bring it on. Let's see what you got for Taco City. But uh, for today... For today, that's it. That's it. That's all. So we'll see you next time. Like and subscribe, and we'll see what we got going on next week. I like just messing with you sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I just ignore it now. Bye, guys.